what our theme music is. As always, I'm Hillary. I'm Davida. We're the two Pilates chicks, and it is season four, episode 13. Woo! Holy cow! <laughs> so this, you want to you tell how we got this topic? Well, we got this topic uh-huh. from one of our listeners. Well, shout out to Nina. Yay! Yay! It's a good question. And she was wondering how we got into becoming teachers. Yeah, how, like how Davida became a Pilates teacher and how Hillary became a yeah. Pilates teacher. And I feel like we talked about this before coming on to talk to you guys. It's like we could talk about this for ever, a long time, a long time. So we 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 narrowed it down to three three kind of <laughs> subjects in terms of that. Yeah. So let's start with, and and I'll let you begin. Okay. Yeah. Is how is is how we found Pilates because both of us actually were practitioners, students of Pilates before we even started about started thinking about teaching. Right. Yeah. That wasn't even in our thought yeah. process. We both just got into doing Pilates um, just to practice it for mm-hmm. different reasons for, for different ourselves. Reasons. So how was your like how did you find Pilates? So I started Pilates when I was fourteen. <gasps> So jealous. And that's what all my clients <laughs> I say. Know. I wish I started that young. So I was dancing on a pre-professional track for ballet, and I had severe low back pain as a 13 and 14-year-old, and you should not really have severe low back pain at that not age. Not really, no. So <laughs> I'm super hypermobile. I'm very flexible. And so as a young ballet dancer, I had no control over all that range. And one of my fellow dance students um, that was in classes with me in the program with me she was taking Pilates and said hey why don't you try Pilates and in our ballet studio we had a small Pilates studio up above on this loft and a couple of the ballet teachers taught Pilates nice and so I started my own privates when I was 14 and it was on the apparatus yeah she had a full uh, comprehensive studio so we had chairs we had barrels we had reformer and Cadillac Nice. So I started with reformer work and some basic mat stuff. Um, and then I just kept doing Pilates. And once I left that studio, uh, that ballet studio, I ended up doing like my own mat stuff for a long time um, with other dance teachers who were also certified comprehensively in Pilates. So, so that's how you found it. That's how I found it. Because you had back pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me... Um, I found it later <laughs> in life, um, but I was always active. So as a kid, I did ballet, I did tap, I did jazz, I swam, I played tennis, I even figure skied. I did mm. everything. Not well, but I did it all. <laughs> I was like, but I was very active, played tennis. Um, so went to college, got into my so-called, what I thought was going to be my career, mm-hmm. and was miserable, And but I loved working out. And <laughs> so... I became a fitness teacher. Like, I did box aerobics. I did step aerobics, all of that. And then I became kind of in your situation in a private club. I became their group fitness director. And I had taught all these classes, and I started to have knee pain. And one of my teachers, because I I hired, I fired, I did the payroll, all of that. Yeah. one, One of her... The teachers was a Pilates teacher, but we only had mat classes and mat, um, and she was very traditional. And um, she's like, you need to come do Pilates at my studio. So she had in a church up on the second level, the small little room, she had a reformer, (laughs) Cadillac, 
some barrels. Um, I think she had like a foot corrector and of course magic circles. And I, she's like, you know, this will change your life. This will help your <laughs> knee and I'm going to do it. And the minute I got on the reformer and pushed out, I was like, my body just responded. <laughs> it was like, what is this? Yeah. And this feels so amazing. And so um, I started taking plies from her twice a week for years. She was my teacher. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's how I found it. And sure enough, my knees got better and I was out of pain. And um, But I was just addicted to it. It was like, it's like nothing I had ever yeah. felt in my body before. Even after working out. So I don't know, like, for you as a dancer, if it was that same kind of yeah, moment, I mean, or was it just kind of like... It wasn't as, like, magical changing in that yeah. same way. And because as a dancer, reformer work is very complementary. It's super similar in a lot of ways. but the, So it's geared more like you were dancing in terms of what your concepts and things were in that yeah. moment. So my body already knew those sorts of positions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a little bit, little first position and yeah. parallel and different leg movements and things. So it's familiar for dancers, which is, I think, why a lot of dancers go Do into it. it. Yeah. Um, but at the same way, it was the familiar positions, but more controlled and safer and building strength for those positions. Yeah, that makes sense. Whereas, like, I know a lot of dancers also do yoga, but the reason, and I did, I've done a ton of yoga as well. The reason I didn't end up going into teaching that, though, is because I felt like yoga was just exacerbating my hypermobility mm-hmm. more. It wasn't feeding into it. And, f- like, so the spring work in the reformer, like, what you're talking about is, like, that feedback really yeah, really gets like, oh, this needs to, like, yeah. And then, of course, when she got me on the Cadillac, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Um, so that's kind of how we found it. Both yeah. of us, like, it, it's kind of like our clients. Like, something starts to feel pain or something's, something's off. off, and that kind of leads them down this path. And so... How, so we both did Pilates, obviously, for a while. Yeah, I mean, I before. did Pilates from... But you were 14, so obviously 14. you did it so, for a while. <laughs> so I didn't start teaching until I graduated college and then did my teacher training program after college. And um, and the so, second question, you're kind of leading in there, yeah. is what made you decide to go seek out the teacher training and become a teacher? Yeah, I mean, so I would do Matt Pilates for myself, like some, you know, I didn't teach it. I wasn't trained in teaching it at that time, but I had done it for many years by this point that I was in college. And so before every ballet class and sometimes before rehearsals, I would just get on the floor at my bar spot and do like a few mat work things to just get warm and get going and get kind of connected. And one of my ballet professors at UC Irvine, Diane Diefenderfer, shout out, shout out, (laughs) She would see me do this all the time and would give me a couple little corrections here and there. And um, as we were getting along towards like the end of my junior year and then in my senior year, and she was like, you should come to my studio, get certified, get a certification. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like thinking about it and like trying to decide. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I was going to graduate early. (laughs) And I thought, okay, why not? I'll get trained. And I didn't think I was going to teach. Like, mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm just going to deepen my own learning or yeah, my own deepen movement. deepen your own practice, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But then I did. Hello. Training years later. Here you yeah. <laughs> here you are. 
Yeah, for me it was like I remember I remember the moment so well. So her name is Susan Blair. Shout out. I love her. Adore her. She was my first teacher. And she's from North Carolina, so she has that lovely accent from North <laughs> Carolina. But we were on the reformer and I don't know how many years I've been with her and she said, You should teach this. <laughs> I can send you to my mentor. And his name's John Gossett. He passed, but he and Alan Herdman brought Pilates to Houston where <laughs> I was trained. And I was like I looked down and said I can't teach this. It's way too complicated. I mean, it's too hard because it's like I I already knew enough and understood enough that this was not something like step aerobics or mm-hmm. something you teach. I realized this was like deep, deep learning, learning yeah. and I had no idea how she knew all the stuff she did. Um, and I was like, no, I don't know. And then she just kept <laughs> hammering, you need to teach this. You should teach this. And she introduced me <laughs> to her mentor who became my mentor. And I'm like... And this was way back, and I was, you know, young and no money. Yeah. And it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Comprehensive, even back then. Um, so I took out a loan to pay for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And to go through the training because I wanted the full, like you did, I wanted comprehensive. Comprehensive and to really understand what I was doing. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. And it was like, you know, hard. (laughs) It's hard work. It was hard. And I was like, oh, my gosh, but so worth it. But, yeah, it's like then you get in. And it's different, though, don't you think? Like when we were students and practitioners. Mm -hmm. And then you're learning. You're like, oh, my gosh, wait, what? Because it's totally different learning to be a teacher than learning Pilates. I mean, and that's something that when I, when Diane was first saying like, oh, you should come to my studio and learn to teach this because you're doing it all the time and you Mm -hmm. seem to really love it. And and, uh, I remember thinking, well, I already know it. Like, I don't, I don't think (laughs) I I need, I don't want, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. And so, but then that first class that you start to learn it as a teacher mm-hmm. and break down this exercise, what, why, how, purpose, method, whatever. Why the order, why this, yeah. why that. And, you know, contraindications and precautions and whatever, modifications. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. No, no. And for me, since I was coming right out of college, right out of undergrad into this teacher training program, I was like in study mode and I wrote out every note she gave us. I, I wrote cards. things out. Did you have flashcards? I made flashcards. <laughs> I made a binder. Yes. I typed everything out in a PowerPoint and I have this whole binder. Color coded. Mm-hmm. I had tabs <laughs> yep. so I could flip to reformer stuff, flip to Cadillac stuff. And yep. everyone else in the program was like, oh, wow, can I, can I have your binder? <laughs> I was the same way. I was like, you know, little flashcards and the binder. And I remember, do you remember like going in and doing your observation hours? And it's like, I have notebooks mm-hmm. of notes. Even if it was something we hadn't learned yet, I'm just yeah. like, <sighs> writing like it writing all down. It. It's like, yeah. what is that? The like yeah. verbiage, the teacher's mm-hmm. like choosing to use with that and like watching how people do things. You're like, oh, well, why did they do it this way? Mm-hmm. Or, how come they didn't correct this thing? Yes, that was always a big one. It's like, why are they not looking at that? Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't realize so All much is going on. Oh, my God. And then, so, and where am I going with that? I don't know. Oh, so this isn't, we'll go to this next one, but we're doing good on time. But talking about observation and when we're learning to be teachers and becoming the teachers, um, 
Was there a moment where you're like in that setting of your, you know, training studio where you are and, and observing all these teachers, that moment of like, oh, I'm never going to be able to be that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> because we all do, right? It's like, yeah, I'm never going to be. You see that teacher who's like enshrined in light. Yeah. And it's like, they oh, seem they, like they know, know everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like work well with everybody and can figure it all and out. And the words and, that come out of their yeah. mouth and the anatomy and I this mean, and that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I even thought that after I started teaching and at the first studio I was oh, teaching yeah. at. And that's I would a, like. That's scary. Even that. And I was like already, I started teaching. I had this job. I, you know, and I'm still like looking at this person over here teaching a private. I'm like, oh, I can't do that like how why am I not that good <laughs> or that's that when you get there and you're the new teacher and it's like they're all listening to me and staring yeah. at me and going she knows nothing doesn't you know, know anything <laughs> she doesn't know anything I mean and that is you know a lot of Pilates teachers are perfectionists and a lot of yeah. us have imposter syndrome and yeah maybe we'll do an episode on those and another, yeah that's a good one those are whole big things for people to be aware we of we need to add that to the list yeah but it's like, yeah, when I first started teaching, I'm like looking at all these other people and I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. And it's like, I think then it kind of leads into the next part of it was once we're out in the teaching world, because there is this time as a new teacher and even later where you're just, you are, you're just on your teaching, you're, you're building your clientele, yeah. you're figuring out your kind of skills and what works for you and yeah. doesn't work for you. And then there's that moment after teaching for a while where you're like, I need more of something. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's something's missing. Right. And I need to figure out how do I add, do I add something to my knowledge and my teaching skills Yeah, to go deeper. Yeah. To find that next level, that next layer of, yeah. of teaching. Yeah. And so what was that for you? Well, I think, like, I remember at some workshop, I heard somebody say, like, oh, you're kind of a new teacher between, like, one to five years, one yeah. to three years, and then you hit that five-year mark, and then, like, five to ten is the next level. Um, I love how they do <laughs> And I remember hearing that, and I think at the time, I maybe was teaching at about four or five years, and I thought, like, what? I'm still a new teacher, and I felt, like, offended by that, <laughs> but then... But How you know, they? years later now it's like, oh well no, I was still yeah. newer. Yeah. And so around that five year mark, um, I remember so at the time my husband went back to school to do his uh second master's program. And so he was doing that work. And then I was thinking, like, you know, I really want to learn more too and feed it into what I'm already doing. And so I was all, always more interested in the rehabilitative side and mm-hmm. more like therapeutic side of what we do. And especially because I had gotten into it, as we were saying, from, you know, a painful yeah, pain. reason. <laughs> and so I found a master's program that was for specifically for like people within allied health of like Pilates teachers, uh, chiropractors, whatever, all that right. sort of stuff um, to do like orthopedic rehabilitation kinesiology and so i was like i'm gonna do that so i applied and got in and i did this masters of kinesiology which i did specializations of orthopedic rehabilitation and geriatric exercise and the reason i picked those was because the clients i was seeing 
lots of older people, lots of injuries, lots of post rehab after they left their PT, they got discharged from PT and they still have, you know, issues or they didn't have enough sessions with their PTs or whatever. And so we, um, so, so I went into that and now that's my specialization that I focus on years yeah. later. And it was so fantastic doing that program. And again, doing that next level of learning like, oh, no, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? There's so much more to keep learning. Yeah. And that's, but I like how, because I think that's key is like, as a teacher, and I know for our journeys, it isn't just that we're like randomly picking something to like workshop or study. Yeah. It's like very specific in a moment where we're like, oh, yeah, that that feeds what I feel I need for my clients, for yeah. my teaching, and yep. not just learning something new. Yeah, and it was like I had just naturally kind of my studio ended up having a lot of older people right. based on the location that I was at. And so because of that, I wanted to learn more about active aging, geriatric exercise, and it happened to be one of the specializations I could Pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if you'd asked me when I was like starting my teacher training program, if this as a was going to be your route. Yeah, yeah, I would think no. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's like there's been certain moments, and I really do think you hit it with the five year because I feel like it takes five years for us as teachers to kind of find our footing. Yeah. And and kind of go, okay, this is, you know, not that you're becoming better or more seasoned or, you know, you have to have this growth period, but it's kind of like a comfort level. Like I'm teaching and that's when it kind of becomes this like, okay, now what moment? And I think for me, there's been a couple and one, one was that I was really wanting to dig deeper into kind of going back to where I came from because you know when you you do your teacher training and then you go out into the world mm-hmm. and you teach at different studios yeah and you start to see different things right things can get confusing and then Definitely. all of a sudden I was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute it felt like all this noise in my brain yeah and I realized wait a minute I need to like and it, and I didn't realize it but then um I went back and studied um with Benjamin, he had a 360 program at the time. It's not like it was before the online. Mm. And he's like, you know, this is going to go back to the why this, this, that. And so um, I remember that first day and we're, we're really digging into the work of Joseph Pilates and, and it felt like I had come home. Hmm. Like I felt like I was back in the studio I trained. Oh, nice. Like I was like, okay, I'm back to where I started, but in a different viewpoint yeah if that makes sense and that kind of set a journey on that and then anatomy's never been my thing and meaning it's like reading greek <laughs> like i know where things are i can you know whatever it's hard it's, hard. it's yeah. like my brain doesn't work that way and also i felt like every anatomy course and everything out there wasn't about movement it wasn't about teaching pilates right and and so then I started kind of, where can I go from here? Um, actually, I have to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, I have to backtrack a little bit because I I went with Heritage. So I went from, yeah. So I went from that and Benjamin was like, you need to do this. And it's funny because I ha- realized that I knew Kathy Grant, some of her work, because mm-hmm. I had done different workshops. 
But again, being in different studios, they would do Kathy Grant work, but not... We didn't know it was. But they didn't say, this is Kathy Grant. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, hello. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then I got into the... Hit. So I think for me, it's that that knowledge of all the history. Like, uh, like I've studied all the different, you know, like with Deborah and going into... Car- car- I can't speak. It's been a week, people. Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then others with Ramona. But I think it's, for me, that whole understanding of the body and the purpose, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's what feeds me. And it just keeps going down this rabbit hole for me. Yeah. Um, and then then that led me into where I am now with movement science made simple. Because all of a sudden, it's like the anatomy makes sense in terms of what we do. Yeah. And it's more applied to what It's more applied on. to what we do. Yeah. And so if anyone's, like, lost, they're brilliant. And then it kind of goes in with Karen and Jeremy into, you know, applying this kind of anatomy or movement or issues as we teach Pilates. Yeah. Which is kind of like what you're only on a different kind of vein. Yeah. I mean, and that's essentially, yeah, what my undergrad and master's ended up being about. It's, like movement science like yeah the science of movement yeah because i feel like it's teachers that's what i mean we teach movement yeah and we got to understand the body the body and movement and that's like essentially what kinesiology is is like the study of the body Mm -hmm. and movement yeah um (laughs) kind of what it is and that's what like when i was in my dance undergrad stuff like the kinesiology classes i thought were super cool and super interesting and the professors we had at the time they geared it towards dancers so they talked about kinesiology the science of the body in movement as a dancer and showed us like x-rays of your foot like up in releve on on point and like and so you can really how it it. like how it happens Mm -hmm. it's fascinating super interesting yeah and i think that's kind of if if you think about kind of our journey as teachers and then how we kind of, it's like, it's like you decide to become a teacher. And I think it's so important to like have that connection with Pilates because then mm-hmm. when you do become a teacher, you realize the depth of it because yeah. it, it's just doing Pilates. You're just kind of like not in that depth. Yeah. And then you become a teacher and you're like, oh, wait so a minute. Much There's more. so much more. There's so many reasons why you might pick a certain exercise or why my teacher yes. gave me this or that. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't realize it. I mean, my whole thing I remember is like, how am I going to remember the springs? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. <laughs> it's like you first get there and you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. How am I going to remember that? How am I going to remember the order? How am I going to remember this? And, yeah. And then you get into all that and you're like, oh my God. It's like <laughs> insane. But, and that's why I think it's so important for people to have their practice for years first. Yes. And then you can join a training teacher training program. And then that's going to be, Oh, oh, at least a year, you know, and then you might start teaching a little bit. And then like we're saying, it's like five years of your initial teaching and then continuing education and then dive deeper in this, that, and the other thing. So it's, I mean, it's a lifetime journey. Yeah. And it's like you said, because I think both of us, when we first became teachers, didn't envision being where we are. Like Mm -hmm. you didn't envision Going through your master's and then teaching no. to the majority of the clientele. I didn't envision doing 
and teaching teachers to be teachers. Right. I mean, I didn't even think I could be a teacher, much right. less teach someone how to be a teacher. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you, you kind of get on this. I love this, like, an, uh, analogy as a teacher. Like, you get on this path and you think this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. And then something happens. You're like, oh, wait, what? You know, and off you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I didn't notice that path before. Yeah. I always like to say to people, like, it's, we should always be prepared for, like, do our due due diligence, like do all of the work we need to do. But at the same time, kind of let life take you and whatever ends up becoming the path, like you kind of just go with it and what's what naturally occurs, but be prepared for what might come out so that you can jump on the opportunity when it comes, but, but kind of see where it takes you. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I feel like in our personal lives, and I think, I don't know if a lot of teachers are like this, but you and I both, both are very like, you know, there's, you know, this is how it is. And we like to plan. We like to plan. (laughs) But I feel like in our teaching, it's like, that just is like, oh yeah, whatever happens, we're going to follow that path. It's like, it's not like, oh no, it has to be this way. Yeah. Where, because you, I mean, you can plan some things, but then it's it's like your client session. You can plan it, but that doesn't mean it's good. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. When you go, when you come in the studio thinking, oh, with this person, we're going to do this and this. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you Mm -hmm. see how they walk in. You're like, oh, no, no, it's not going to happen today. Not so much. (laughs) But it is, I think it's the same thing with, like, I've, I've, I've seen so many teachers that start in this, like, environment of whatever that studio is. And then years later, you're like, where are you? What? You're what? And they're off in this whole other yeah. kind of environment and way of, of clientele or whatever it is, you know, yeah. like into a PT environment or into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting to see the avenues people can go with this kind of work and where mm-hmm. people end up going. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different avenues and, you know, one of our friends was, starting on the path to becoming a PT and she'd done all of the like classes and got into a school, realized it wasn't right for her and then left and got, went into a PTA program. And she oh, was wow. asking me for advice on all that stuff. Cause she kind of, she does like some orthopedic stuff and similar to what I do. And so, um, and, and so I remember thinking about her journey and what she thought she was going to do, what didn't feel right. And she had the confidence and she was able to say, no, I need to do this. And like, that's really kind cool. of found this other path. And I think people think it's going to be like X, then Y, then Z. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. like it, you have to find what works for you and, and go with it and um, just kind of see where that, that takes you. And at the same time, we have to keep learning. Like that's so important. So important. Cause I think you and I have talked about this and it could be a whole nother episode as well is that, <laughs> Like things we learned in our teacher training way back in terms of precautions and contraindications mm-hmm. may not apply anymore because the yeah. science has been updated and yep. people have learned more about movement and bodies. And so all these old ways of thinking that we were taught don't work anymore yeah. or aren't safe for the client. Yes. Because it doesn't really, that's not really what it is. And I think that's another reason, like for me to continue especially with movement science made simple is like, cause they keep updated in the science yeah. and what is actually really going on and how things change. But, but as teachers, we need to stay up to date on you have to stay up to date because things to like, like just look at pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, when I first taught, there was so like, different. it's, it was so black and white in certain things. And now it's like, Oh yeah, that no. Yeah. 
that's the, not necessarily that's not necessarily, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I remember our professors in my master's program saying the same thing. They were like, number one, scope of practice. Number two, yep. evidence-based practice. Yes. Like, and that I was like drilled that, yeah. mm-hmm. into us. It was like, you have to have an evidence-based practice. Yeah. And it has to be updated. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, on our um, Instagram, we follow a lot of, you know, reputable mm-hmm. kind of rehab PTs and, and PTs yep. because it's like, you need to, like, not be going down that route of this body gets exactly what this body does. And this yeah. is the way it's always been. So the that's how it is. Cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the old like well this was taught back then so this is still this is from 1950 no, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> so we still do that <laughs> like no things get updated and we need to stay on top of it and just even though we're teachers like teachers are lifelong students so you have to keep I think learning. that's one of the things I really love about our job yeah because like you I loved being in school mm-hmm. and I love taking notes and I love like learning and I love the whole first day of school and the clean <laughs> notebook and all of it. I love like, a new notebook. I love a new notebook. <laughs> and because um, my husband's like, wait, don't you have leftover in a workbook you had from another workshop? I, no, I have to have a new no, one. No, I need a new you workbook. You need a new one. <laughs> but yeah, it's that whole just that hunger of wanting to just keep digging deeper and learning yeah. more. And it can never stop. Yeah. And that's what keeps it fresh for ourselves and our clients. And our clients. Because um, they can tell when you've like gone off and studied, yeah, and then you come back and they're You're like, so excited. "Ooh, I'm so excited!" <laughs> it used to be they'd be like, "What new exercises did you learn?" I was like, "Oh no, I don't learn new exercises." Yeah, there's this, but it's like, but I did learn that. Oh, that's fascinating. It's so it's yeah, so I'll, fascinating. I say that too. I'll tell a client, "Well, I learned about this and this and like neuroscience of pain and this," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wow, that's so cool." I know. <laughs> I was like so excited. There's a there's a whole course on movement science made simple, which is my absolute favorite, called Brain and Pain. Mm, nice. And I cannot. It's like when I came back, and then clients would say something. I said, "Well, and you know, I did this workshop, blah blah blah." And they're like, "Oh, that's fascinating. So yeah. tell me more. <laughs> like, I want to know. So if did did and then they so they get just an, invested. Yeah, as yeah. you do. And that's what's so much fun. I know. It's like, oh, that's why like, I love teaching. I <laughs> love teaching. But that's kind of like how we found it. But I, I do think it's it's funny that we both came to it because we hurt. Yeah. And a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come into Pilates because they're in, in pain. pain. They have an injury. They're post rehab. They're, you know, yep. they were suggested by a friend or a physician or somebody to say, oh, yeah, well, I heard you about Pilates. You should try Pilates. And now, these days, it's much more common. Like, it's so yeah, well Yeah, back known, then it wasn't. But it wasn't back Mm-mm. then. I had never heard the word before. I'd never heard about yeah. it. I mean, I, I knew they had a mat class, and I would do her mat class sometimes, but... I didn't know about Joseph Pilates. I didn't yeah. know there was other apparatus. I didn't I know anything. I no idea. Yeah. So it's like it's suggested, and then it's a very good suggestion. <laughs> like, hello. But yeah, that's to answer the question, how we uh, became how we teachers. found Pilates and became teachers. Yes. And then we found each other. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Many years later. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are today. So, oh, oh. Who's our spot? I think our sponsor should be who we're going to. Yes, on that's Saturday. what I was thinking. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, so where's my brain? So our sponsor is, and we should probably just will be Instagramming, but this is 
before you guys hear this. So we're <laughs> going to the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. Yes. And there are they on Wilshire? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I figured they were. And we are going to spend Saturday in a cabana. Working. Working for but, you guys. Yep. But also trying to relax a little But also trying to relax. So we're but, giving a shout out to the Beverly Wilshire. Yay. Um, yay. They have a beautiful pool. We have ice cream and food. french fries. Yep. French fries. <laughs> they have ice cream sandwiches. So Beverly yes. Wilshire, if you're ever in LA. And they're kind of down. It's almost... Well, it's kind of where we were for... ROT. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's that fun kind of old vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Beverly will share. Look it up. Woo. And that's <laughs> it. We'll see you next time.